Lord, today and every day, in spite of, Father, the trouble that we may be facing, we're still surrounded by your glory. We're still, Lord, before your loving gaze, Lord, as a father pities his children, as a father has room for tender mercies for his own child, his own children, so the Lord has tender compassion on those who fear him. Thank you for drawing us, O Lord. Some of us, Lord, like Jonah, Lord, as we heard recently, had to be confronted and put through a process of chastening before we surrendered to you. But we surrendered. Hallelujah. Others, Lord, were greatly surprised when your first call came. That you should come looking for us and we should be invited to live with you, Lord. Holy communion and fellowship. Lord, some took that, came to the cross and received the forgiveness through the blood that was shed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your people who are forging ahead. Hallelujah. No matter what Satan throws, Lord, whatever fiery dart, all the shield of faith is continually exercised, is put up to quench and extinguish completely every flaming arrow from the enemy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We need you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for being with each and every one of us. Lord, as Stanley was praying, Lord, for those who are suffering. Lord, some of those who are suffering. We know, Lord, there are more on the list, more prayer requests coming in. Father, we bring them collectively, Lord, with Esther included, Lord. And she's having pain, Lord, in the head. She can't lie down. The cycle of the chest pain started. But Lord, we know the cycle will stop because you are faithful, especially to your beloved. Thank you, my God. We pray together that you would stop the pain. Jesus, oh Lord, destroy the source of pain in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, as an army would go and seek out where the enemy's central command is, destroy their supply lines, destroy the bases, go to the very training camps and destroy it all in war. Lord, you said you will pull back your arrow. Once you do that, it'll hit the mark. You never miss. Father, we are privileged. We're called by you. We're privileged, Lord, and called by you to desire a full stop to the enemy. 
to desire vengeance upon the enemy. Lord, we're not people who cry in vain. We're not people who cry not knowing if our Lord will intervene or not. Lord, in your divine schedule, all the weapons it's written in the Psalms are prepared by the Lord. And you will take vengeance on the enemy and all of his hosts. Lord, your people that were suffering will be brought out into a promised land. Hallelujah. Lord, as we heard yesterday in the service, a spiritual Canaan is one of the greatest promises, Lord, that you give your children. That we can come and be free from all the assault of Satan. Yet we know, Lord, as we are getting closer to you, the fury of the enemy will be directed toward us more than anyone else. But you have promised to help us to overcome. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. You are the breath of our lives. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That breathes upon your people. Lord Jesus, you breathed on your disciples. Hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray, drown out every sound from Satan, Lord, of unbelief. And Lord, tragedy and fear. We curse the base operations of the enemy in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. You have called us, Lord, with armor to put on and you told us, Lord, when you've done everything, when you've done all, stand. Hallelujah. The soldier that is victorious stands, no one else. All others are fallen. But Lord, you said, be of good cheer. In this world, you will have these difficulties, these tribulations. Be faithful unto me. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. Oh, my Father. Thank you, Lord, for reaching, Lord, reaching, Lord. Your arm can reach Jesus. Only your arm, Lord, can reach. Strong and mighty arm. Hallelujah. To deliver your people. We thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for every person. Every person, Lord, that's looking for your deliverance. Blessed Redeemer. Hasten it, Lord, O oh, my Father. Lord, those who are not suffering pain, who are not going through a crisis now, you call us to genuinely humble ourselves and feel what our brothers and sisters are going through. Heavenly Father, you call us to join ranks and praying with a mighty voice to the one who can help. Oh, Father, you're a miracle-working God. Step by step, you guide us, Lord. Step by step, you are the miracle-working God. Hallelujah. Lord, you chart our course and you come through in the wilderness, Lord. When we feel isolated and deserted, you come through, Lord. Every time, Lord. Glory be to God. Yes, Lord. You're strong in mighty arms. 
your strong and mighty arms are able to deliver and you do. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray help us to draw nigh unto you, Lord. Bring all our troubles to your presence, to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Some have been blessed to be completely relieved of their trial. Others, Lord, many, most are going through the trial now. Jesus, you never abandon your own, Lord. Almighty God, you are faithful, Lord, and there is none like you. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Your good word. We thank you. And praise you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is merciful. And the Lord is almighty. In Psalm 97.10 it says, He preserves the lives of His saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. He preserves, He preserves. No one can preserve but our Father. Who's present with us in our affliction? Who can be present all the time? Not even our closest loved one. We know that. We have understood that more than ever before in history. With this plague. God is over every plague and every disease. He's the healer of all our diseases. Hallelujah. You that love the Lord hate evil. Oh, we have a heritage. We have a heritage as heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. We're called to a holy mission. We're called to separate from evil and hate evil, just like God hates evil. And what does the Lord say after that in Psalm 97.10? God delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. The Lord pities those who fear Him. I can count on God. You can count on God. When we're in the emergency room so many times for Esther, when she would have died. We had no human help. No one was listening in the ER. They delayed to help her. And she was suffering all the more. We knew from the experience at home, she was just, just moments from death. Our God came through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we look to the Lord and we cry unto Him, when we have work to do, the enemy is trying to cut short the plan and purpose of God. We haven't completed the mission. We can rest assured the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Psalm 9710. Psalm 9710. 
we would have gone with Proverbs as we have been doing most of the morning calls. But the Lord has us in some diversions that are needed because of the situation that our whole church and the body of Christ that we are in touch with is going through. We'll resume Proverbs as the Lord leads. Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad. God establishes himself as the creator and supreme sovereign ruler. We see Genesis. Everything came from the Lord. Every good thing. The whole universe. Everything. Who else can do that? Who else is supreme? God wants us to remember that. When the Lord Jesus was sleeping in the boat, the disciples were in absolute fear, absolute fear for their lives because they saw the waves come in, filling the boat. They knew the next thing is we're going to drown. They couldn't do anything and so they sought out the only one that could have done something. Even then they doubted. Because had they not doubted, they would have went confidently. Instead of saying, don't you care that we perish? Oh, what happens? What happens to the human heart? Sometimes it's too much. But still, the Lord says, haven't I done great things for you? Remember, my child, remember, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have inscribed you in the palm of my hand. I see you. I care for you. I will not let you go. Hallelujah. This creator, the supreme ruler, the almighty God, says, I have everything under my control. When the Lord stood up in the boat, he showed in one moment that the entire forces of nature are under his perfect control. The disciples were instantly relieved. Who can deliver me from fear? Who can deliver you from fear? The God in whose presence fear departs he happens to be your father and my father. He's with us. The Lord reigns. Let the earth, who? Israel, Egypt, Syria, Lebanon. He says, let the world, the earth, Today we have billions of people. All of them are commanded. Did you know that? Every single being on the face of the planet, regardless of what they prefer in their choice of religion, like a choice of a drug, as many, when to give the testimony, my drug of choice was this. Just a, another way of saying, this was the lethal weapon that the devil sold me. And he put to my head, I chose my method of execution. So people choose religions because they are swayed by demonic spirits. But God commands everyone everywhere now to repent, the apostle said. Why? Because he sent his son. Hallelujah. 
he sent his son. This God happens to be our very own father. For those who don't know, the whole earth is commanded. God says, I command you. It's not a suggestion. Although he lovingly invites people to come, he also commands them to repent. The gospel message must have both elements. Because if not, it will be an aberration, a distortion, and people will not come to God understanding that He's God. First thing is, Father, who art in heaven, our Father. I want Him to deliver me from my hour of trial. I want Him not to lead me to the temptation. I want Him to deliver me from evil. Oh my God. But when it's pressing, when everything around is falling apart, still, we come with the understanding. I'm talking to the one who has everything under his perfect control. Oh, I must believe it. Did God ever take a leave of absence from running the universe, from being in perfect control? Did he ever give to any of the angels? To which of the angels, it says in Hebrews 1, did he ever say, that you're my son? To which of the angels did he ever say that I've begotten you? To which of the angels did he ever say I'm your father? But to the son he says not only let all the angels of God worship him but all power and authority is yours. Hallelujah. God doesn't stop. God doesn't stop reigning and ruling. He knows every cell in our bodies but He loves us enough to preserve our lives until the promise comes to pass as we heard yesterday in service. Glory be to God. This morning, without recapping the points yesterday, the focus is my Father loves me. He will not let me go until I finish the great mission he has for my life. What an inspiration to believe for our own deliverance and for that of our loved ones. For example, we are dealing with our own daughter. We know the promises that were prophesied over her since she was little, consistently. We know the marvelous spiritual transformation we witnessed over the years in her. We know the revelation God has given to her personally and still speaks by the Holy Spirit. Things that God is going to give her the privilege of doing in His service. What does that do for us as well as for Esther? It gives the boldness and confidence that I'm not leaving anywhere until I finish my Father's will, His work. What if we would bring our prayers and petitions even in the time of emergency as we had that in the home with the ambulance people and everything as confusion. Pastor would tell me later as I was assisting the ambulance people with Esther some time ago. 
She said she had great confidence and peace because she knew God is in control and God is a calling on her life, on Esther's life. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Every one of us are called to trust God with all our hearts. To believe He is the supreme sovereign ruler of the entire universe, not even just the world. He does not just rule some planets. Milky Way here and a galaxy there. The Bible says, hell and destruction right in front of him right before him the furthest place from God is right in front of his eyes how can we ever describe the magnitude of his glorious power the second part says how much more than the hearts of the children of men the thing that's supposed to be furthest from him and it is hell you can't get any further in any kind of measure, whether in our natural realm or in the supernatural realm. There's no greater distance ever measurable than the distance between heaven and hell. And yet, the Bible says, it's right before him. Hallelujah. Nothing escapes God's notice. Hallelujah. But then if the second part says, how much more than the hearts of the children of men, that means... He also knows every thought of every human being, billions as they might be on the face of the planet. Every person's thoughts are tracked by God. Why? Because He's God. He created us. We have a moral responsibility to live for Him and not for anything else. He weighs the hearts. But with this, as children and beloved of God we have the great awesome security that my father knows all about me all oh, the doctors may not know but my father knows my friends and my family may not be able to help me but my father can help me the one who feeds the birds of the air who neither sow nor reap they don't toil the flowers of the field there's no spinning, there's no labor. But how many species of plants are there? How many species of birds? And yet the Bible, Bible says, He provides. Why should He provide for birds? After all, they're not made in His image. The reason is because He's good. He cares. He cares for life. Hallelujah. If he cares so much for life in such an insignificant creature by comparison to the human soul, if we had a graph and we can measure the worth of a bird and across from it on that y-axis, on the left we see maybe two little blocks, two farthings, two pennies maybe, a few cents. That's the worth of a bird. Then you have the worth of a human being, black, white, red, yellow, brown, whatever color, 
whatever ethnicity, any human being, pick any human being on the planet. The comparison between the bird and the human soul is of such proportion that there is no comparison. Ultimately, because the human soul has the capacity to get restored with the Creator. As a child of God, you and I have that happening. Hallelujah. It's in motion. We are being transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every trial, every tragedy, every tribulation, God is able to redeem it. Redeem us out of it because He does not want us under pain indefinitely. Wouldn't we expect that of God? He said, if you're evil, you people, and you know how to give gifts to your children, good things, how much more your Heavenly Father? Why are we hearing this? The relative connection of us in our predicament, in our pain, in our trouble, in our sorrow, in our loneliness, all of that bring to the feet of Jesus. We recognize He's supreme. He's a loving God. With all the love that He has for the birds, the care that He has for the planet, this tiny, tiny speck called Earth. He cares so much because He formed it to be inhabited by who? You and me. Who are we? God says, Adam and Eve were royalty. The entire human race was royalty. But they gave up the royalty by going after deception and cheap thrills. What regrets we can have. But God says at once, especially when we've gone through pain, oh, will He, as I mentioned the other day from the Gospels, will He ever quench a smoking flax, flax, bruise, a broken reed, break that which is bruised. It's not in his nature. So when we have gone through trials, even if we're slow to learn, God is so tender and merciful. He has a plan. We may not have a plan. We may be clueless. We may be thinking, I'm in limbo. I don't know if I'm on earth or in heaven. I don't know where I am. All of a sudden, everything's come to a halt. That's what happened to us. And we're still in the middle of that. With my job, with the children's education, that's Kruber's education. Esther's health, her life was hanging in the balance. But you see, Strong and mighty arms show up. Hallelujah. Oh, we see the arm of the Savior come through and I can lean upon His strong shoulders. Yes, I can. And all of a sudden I have hope. Others can't see it. They can't see it because they don't know my Father. But I know my Father. I know He will not abandon me. He will bring me out with victory. Hallelujah. That's why we shout praises to God in the midst of the storm. 
We cannot fail because Jesus cannot fail. God's love for us is far greater than his love for the birds. And he cares very well for the birds. Imagine how much he does and will do for you and for me. Eye has not seen. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. No one can think of it in their hearts. No one. But God has prepared for them that love Him. God loves us today. This morning, this Monday morning. Truly, I can say for myself. I've thought about it long and hard and deep over many years. And the Bible speaks the same thing. So I know by revelation and by experience. And so do many of you, if not all of you. What is that? My Father loves me. It's well with my soul. If He was almighty and supreme, can control the whole cosmos, He created everything. If He can show and dazzle me with His swiftness and His abilities, if He can show me what He can create right in front of my eyes and say, I can give that to you. If He would bargain with me, if He would test me and keep testing me and strive with me all the time. What good is it for me? The human soul, its greatest need is L-O-V-E. Its greatest need is love. I, I can hardly contain myself when I feel the weight of that revelation in His love for me, for all His children. Because He gives me worth. I'm worth something. When you're down, when you can't work or you can't study, you have the disease or you've been afflicted, tormented, that's when we can feel more and more unworthy. And the enemy comes to assist us in that. When I can't do for myself and I'm helpless, I can think, why am I a burden to other people? Why don't I just stop being a burden? Maybe it would be better if I wasn't around. Not so for the child of God. God has not just any purpose. His purpose is not that we should become a world-famous tennis star with Grand Slam titles or a CEO that has a 200 billion net worth. That's not the greatest thing. God despises all of that because in comparison with what He has for us, it's garbage. We know the Apostle Paul said that. If I have such a plan from God, God says, my child, be confident. Be bold, be brave. I will not let you go. Here's my right hand. I will touch your hand and not just touch you with my finger like some of these paintings show. God will hold my hand. Entire person. Gently lead me. Because he's my good shepherd. Where will he lead me? Out of the valley of the shadow of death. Glory be to God. 
into a place where a table is prepared for me. In the presence of all the demons and all the demons people, God purposely would bring a flask of anointing oil from heaven. Oh, can you see the Savior? Can you see the Savior that walked on the road to Emmaus with two disciples? And he questioned them just like he did Mary in the garden. Why are you weeping? What are you talking about? He wanted them to know, dear brother and dear sister, I know everything about what you're going through. Thank you, Jesus. How do you feel? Oh, we've been there. How do you feel when some doctor shows up or some nurse or some relative who's in the medical field when there's a disease and it's destroying you or your loved one? And you hear about this person that he's an expert. And he steps into the room. And he says, where other doctors were clueless, I know exactly what's going on. What kind of hope rises? Because we're hopeless before that. Somebody has come with the knowledge, the know-how. Alas, that knowledge can still be insufficient when that so-called expert probes further as we are experiencing now. But when God comes, my physician, the great physician, he knows everything about me and he's got the remedy, his blood, his stripes, his almighty name. He will bring me out of the pit. Hallelujah. He will set my feet in a large place. He will bring the enemies to witness on purpose. They won't be able to stop themselves from attending. God will make sure he summons all the demons and enemies. While they're watching in full view, he'll take out his anointing oil. It's not going to go to anyone in the crowd of the enemies. It's not going to go to an angel. Brother, sister, oh beloved of God. The oil is for you. Hallelujah. The anointing oil is for you and for me by our Heavenly Father. Because He means for blessing upon blessing to overflow. To overflow in our lives. Till we become not just any blessing here and there, some helps. God means for you and I to become an absolute blessing. The absolute, ultimate blessing. Why? Because through the trial, He's forming Christ in us all the more. When Christ becomes our life, that's the life I live now in the flesh. Glory will emanate from everything I do and say. People will turn from idols to the living God. Hallelujah. That's what the oil is for. To vindicate us. Oh, we have gross sins when we come to the cross. Paul said, when he wrote to Titus, we ourselves were foolish and disobedient. 
in times past. We were following the course of the prince of the power of the air. Is it not true, brother, sister? Can any one of us say contrary? We may not all have been doing drugs. We may not have all have been doing immoral things. We may not all of us have been doing that which thieves do. But we all have followed our own way, going astray, which is a total insult to the God who created us, who loved us, and gave himself for us. But, how can God wipe my tears and my sorrow away? Unless he loved me. And what is the first way in which he demonstrates his love? He forgives. This morning, we have the great privilege to know that even if the authorities have a record on us, even if our conscience is still not quieted, even if the enemy is allowed to harass us, we feel under dog, as they say, the underdog. Somehow, there may be a feeling I'm not adequate. We can feel that I'm not where I should be. I'm striving toward that, but I will get there by the grace of God. But at the moment, God's loving word to us is, you're worth my time. You, you man, woman, child, I'm telling you, you're worth my time. You are worth more to me than you realize. You are my beloved. You are my special treasure. I have such things in store for you that only with the mind of Christ can you know what belongs to you. But the first thing is no sin remains in you. Hallelujah. When I say, Lord, forgive me, for all those things we have been hearing about, jealousy and bitterness and whatever it is. God says when I clean somebody up, they're brand new. Are you brand new this morning? Do you feel brand new? Do you feel worth God's time? Do you believe that He loves you enough to deliver you? With long life, I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Thank you, Lord. The Lord reigns. He loves us. He's the one who will not break a bruised reed. Smoking flask, flax, he will not quench. What is that? Even a, a very, the, just a little bit of light is there. Something's burning. 
He said, I won't go and quench it. He's so gentle. He's so loving. But he's so strong to bring forth justice. Vindicate his beloved. In this drama that we are all a part of, the human drama, on the stage which is real, is no acting. When the forces of hell are summoned as they came against Job, masterfully planned by Satan, he would have thought, I've got him. And through him, I'm going to insult God all the more. He couldn't do it. Because Job came to a point in his life sometime. But he said, like Enoch, I love my father, my heavenly father, more than anything. Anything, any comfort, any companion. He's my supreme love. If I have confidence that God loves me supremely, He has forgiven me of all my iniquities, the conscience has been cleansed with His own blood, I can be confident every single tribulation I go through. As Paul said, God will deliver me from the mouth of the lion. Hallelujah. Paul finished his course with joy. You and I will finish our course with joy. There is work to be done in the kingdom of God. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray. Not only may your holy word strengthen every brother or sister who's going through affliction and pain. Lord, at the mercy of others. You are the chief physician, the great physician. No one can override what you say and do, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, may the confidence be supreme in Jesus. I pray, Lord, they'll be able to also, every brother, every sister, encourage others, especially those in Christ. The devil cannot take you out. God has a plan. Many souls to be won. How many have you won? God says, look, the fields are white unto harvest. And he labors. We can be confident not a hair from our head will fall. Our Father is watching us. My God will see me through. There will be a table set before me he will anoint me with his holy oil and my cup will overflow. The time is coming. The time is coming. When the band that belongs to the remnant of the Almighty God, faithful people, will go forth like wildfire with signs and wonders happening 
a massive display of God's glory. Multitudes being saved, and God wants to use you. He wants to use me. We must be confident. God loves me. He has a plan for me. No force of hell can stop it. I don't care what I hear. My life is in the hands of my living God, my Heavenly Father. And as sure as God has a plan for me, He will make sure I live, not die, but live to declare the works of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, may these thoughts, may these thoughts from your Holy Word, from your Spirit of love, overtake every doubt, every fear, every word of enemy. I thank you for bringing us out in a massive exodus, Lord, from this great tribulation that has been, Lord, coming to many of your children at this time. But the mass exodus will see us rout the enemy, coming to that spiritual place that you want us to. Spiritual Canaan. Where the rest will be a greater rest than what Solomon enjoyed. A deep spiritual rest. With our weapons ready to destroy the forces of evil and set the captives free. I thank you, Lord. We who were captives to sin, to disease, to loss and tragedy. You will make us to go and set captives free. That's how much strength, Lord, you will give us and bring us out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the Lord that heals us. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.